Welcome to The Print Pod. I am Apoorva Mandhani, Assistant Editor with The Print. And today I'm going to bring you the podcast version of my article which is titled What is Section 26 Subclause 2 of the RBI Act and How It Divided SC Judges in Demonetization Case. Now to begin with, in the judgment upholding the Narendra Modi government's November 2016 decision to ban rupees 500 and rupees 1000 currency notes by a 4 to 1 majority, the Supreme Court bench's majority verdict essentially differed from the minority verdict on their interpretation of a provision of the Reserve Bank of India Act 1934. Just to let you know, the five judge bench here comprised Justices. S. Abdul Nazir, B. R. Gavai, A. S. Bopanna, V. Ramasubramanian, and B. V. Nagaratna. The majority verdict was authored by Justice Gavai, while Justice Nagaratna differed from the majority view. The court was hearing a batch of 58 petitions challenging the central government's 2016 notification to ban rupees 500 and 1000 currency notes. These petitions were referred to a constitution bench of the Supreme Court in December 2016. Individual petitioners who were unable to deposit the money within the stipulated time frame had also filed applications before this constitution bench. Now, the main point of difference between the majority and the minority judgments was the interpretation of Section 26, Subclause 2 of the RBI Act 1934, which allows the central government to declare that any series of banknotes of any denomination shall cease to be legal tender after a recommendation from the Central Board of RBI. This provision so basically speaks of demonetization but doesn't use that word. Now, what does the law say? Essentially, Section 26 of the RBI Act talks about legal tender character of notes. Section 26 subclause 1 characterizes all bank notes as legal tender, which in simple terms means a coin or a bank note which can be legally tendered or given for discharging any debt or meeting any financial obligation. Section 26 subclause 2 says, and I quote, On recommendation of the central board, the central government may, by notification in the Gazette of India, Declare that, with effect from such date as may be specified in the notification, any series of banknotes of any denomination shall cease to be legal tender, save at such office or agency of the bank and to such extent as may be specified in the notification. It sounds complicated, but like I mentioned, in simple words, the provision allows the central government to declare that any series of banknotes uh, shall cease to be legal tender, that means won't be accepted as legal tender after a recommendation from the Central Board of RBI. Now, the notification issued by the central government on 8th November 2016 demonetizing the notes was issued under Section 26, Subclause 2 of the Act. So, naturally, it was uh, debated before the Supreme Court. With regard to this provision, the bench was considering whether the power available to the central government under Section 26.2 means that it can be exercised only for one or some series of banknotes and not all series of banknotes. The court was also facing questions on the legality of the decision-making process while issuing the demonetization notification. Now, let me just come to what the majority judgment said first. In a sense, the majority judgment held that the power available to the central government under Section 26.2 of the RBI Act can be exercised for all series of banknotes. This contention was considered because the petitioners had argued that all series of 
bank notes of rupees 500 and rupees 1000 could not have been demonetized by a stroke of a pen they had said that the expression any in section 26.2 of the act means a particular series of a particular denomination of a banknote and not all series of all denominations. The majority verdict advocated for a purposive interpretation of the provision. This means that an interpretation which advances the purpose of the act and which ensures its smooth and harmonious working must be chosen and not the interpretation which leads to absurdity, confusion or contradiction between various provisions so it also explained with an example so it said and i quote for example if there are 20 series of a particular denomination and if the argument of the petitioners is to be accepted the central government would be empowered to demonetize 19 series of a particular denomination leaving one series of the said denomination to continue to be a legal tender which would lead to a chaotic situation unquote on the validity of section 26 sub clause 2, the petitioners had also submitted that if the word any in the provision is not given a restricted meaning, then the provision should be struck down as it gives uncanalized, unguided and arbitrary powers to the central government. However, the majority verdict upheld the provision observing that it does not amount to conferring excessive delegation of powers on the centre. The majority verdict also pointed out that the two requirements under Section 26 subclause 2 of the RBI Act are 1. Recommendation by the Central Board and 2. Decision by the Central Government. It then asserted that the RBI while making the recommendation and the Central Government while taking the decision in this case have taken into consideration all relevant factors. The majority judgment also interpreted the word recommendation in Section 26.2 to mean a consultative process between the central government and the central board. It then noted that the RBI and the central government were in consultation with each other for a period of six months before the notification was issued and therefore it cannot be said that there was no conscious, effective, meaningful and purposeful consultation. Now here's what the minority verdict said on this provision. Justice Nagaratna began by observing that the majority verdict authored by Justice Gavai does not recognize the fact that the RBI Act does not envisage initiation of demonetization of banknotes by the central government. This was the main crux of her argument. She asserted that Section 26.2 only contemplates demonetization of banknotes at the instance of the central board of the RBI. However, since in this case the proposal was not initiated by the RBI, the demonetization exercise could have been undertaken by the central government only through an ordinance or a parliamentary law. As against the majority verdict, Justice Nagaratna also favoured giving the provision plain grammatical meaning and not a broad meaning. She said that if the word any is not given a plain grammatical meaning and interpreted to mean all series of banknotes of all denominations, it would vest with the central board of the bank unguided and unlimited powers. This, it said, would be arbitrary and unconstitutional as this would amount to excessive vesting of powers with the bank. Therefore, in order to save the provision from being declared unconstitutional, she read down the meaning of the provision to say that the RBI can initiate a proposal for demonetization under Section 26.2 only for a particular series of banknotes of any denomination. With the same understanding, she also ruled that when the RBI recommends demonetization, it is only for a particular series of banknotes of a particular denomination. 
She further said that the recommendation under Section 26.2 in this case did not originate from the RBI but was obtained from the bank and therefore it could not be considered to be a recommendation as required by the central government in order to proceed under subsection 2 of section 26 of the Act. She essentially said that such a concurrence to a proposal originating from the central government is not akin to, that is not the same as an original recommendation from the RBI under section 26.2. That's all I have for you for today. This is Apoorva Mandhani from The Print. For more such articles, do visit our website.